welcome to the Gridiron Show, the International Series Game Announcement Special. Yes, we will bring you a review of the weekend preview show when me and Ollie get a chance to sit down, but right now this is our little shot to give you our take on the four games. We get your responses from Twitter and we hear from Sky Sports' Neil Reynolds answering your questions with me on TalkSport 2. This is the Gridiron Show. Good, uh, good afternoon, good evening, good night. Welcome to the Gridiron Show whenever you're listening All to right, this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the triple B has gone like, stratospheric. Well, oh, he's comp- comparing himself to the same intro as Parkinson. Uh, you're one of the worst people I've ever met. It's only because I just realised that people listen to this at any time of day and so I needed to make sure that they could react at any time to my uh, my love. Uh, oh, don't make that your new catchphrase because it's, uh, it's not even not yours. Be. It's not going to be, don't worry. It was a one-off, Ollie. Just yeah. calm down. Uh, myself and Ollie, uh, due to various Christmas drinks-related uh, events over this week, getting into the studio at the same time is tough. And so we promise you that tomorrow morning we're going to be doing a podcast based on looking back on the weekend's games and, and a first look at Thursday night football. And there'll be a show later in the week previewing the weekend's games. So there will be three shows this week, as always. And do remember that we are sponsored here at Gridiron by Touchdown Trips. Check them out online at touchdowntrips.com at Facebook. You've had the games announced today. Maybe you want to maybe you've decided they're not for me this year sorry what i'm going to take that money from the uh that i would have spent going to the games and i'm going to take a trip to go out we'll get to it ollie calm (laughs) down and i'm going to take a trip out to the united states and see my team play out there because i'm disappointed they're not playing in the international series games we'll go to touchdown trips on facebook go to touchdown trips on twitter get in touch with ben he's a lovely bloke and he really knows his stuff and we'll make sure you get the very best deal on your travel tickets and everything else uh ollie hunter Yes. Let's let's talk the nuts and bolts. Four games announced. Two games we already knew about. Uh, two teams beyond that we already knew about. So only two teams that are total surprises, I would say. Uh, three new teams. Uh, and two games at Twickenham, two games at Wembley, as we discussed in some depth. So it's going to be Ravens at Jaguars and Saints at Dolphins. Those teams will bo- games will both be played at Wembley on weeks three and four of the season. So Vi- it could be the other way around. Yeah, so it's it, week uh, three or four for both those games. Yeah. And then Vikings at Browns, Cardinals at Rams. Those games will be played at Twickenham in week seven and eight of the season. Again, could be either week. So right now, we don't know the kickoff times and we don't know which games played on which week. Now, before I get your hot take on all of that information and the take of our friends on Twitter, what I think we should do, I've just spoken with Neil Reynolds on TalkSport 2 about two minutes ago, and we yeah, we, we did the usual giving a bit of fluff to the games, etc. But I also asked him that difficult question about when are the dates going to be announced, when are the times going to be announced. People aren't happy that it's come out without that information. And so let's hear from Neil. Our little five-minute chat we've just had on TalkSport 2, starting off with discussing the fact that it is four games that's been announced for this season. First of all, the fact we've got four games is just incredible. When you, when you think how far the sport has come, and from from for me, a long-term person who's covered the league or, or a fan of the league to, to have one game in 2007 was incredible and to have um, to have four is just uh, I, I'm sort of pinching myself at the moment so um, I think uh, Jacksonville versus Baltimore could be uh, a sneaky good game I think Jacksonville will be uh, much improved I think uh, the last they played each other in each of the last three seasons each game has gone down to the wire been decided by a single score 
Uh, I want to see JJ running for the Miami Dolphins against Drew Brees at the New Orleans Saints. Uh, I think the Browns at Twickenham, uh, we love an underdog, right? I mean, they haven't won a game all year, but Brits just love an underdog. So I want to see everyone packed out in orange and brown and ironically cheering for the Browns as they take on uh, the Minnesota Vikings. And then, obviously, the Rams, the Los Angeles Rams, are very newsworthy at the moment. They fired their head coach last night, so they're going to be under new leadership. Uh, lots of young talent. They take on the Arizona Cardinals. So, yeah, I'll... Um, I'll happily watch any NFL game, and you give me four of them, I'm going to be even. I'm going to be ecstatic. Hey, the, the games are being played across two at Wembley. The first two you mentioned there, the, the two-time Super Bowl champion Ravens and the Saints Dolphins game. They're at Wembley. The next two are at Twickenham. Uh, just how important is it for NFL UK that the games are being spread across multiple venues, with the Tottenham Stadium being added in next year as well? Well, well, I think it's just, you know, I think there's very sort of quite logistical reasons a lot of the time. It's not, there's no sort of romantic, uh, no romantic reason for trying to tick off stadia. I think it's just, they want to bring more and more games here. Every time they bring more games, the fans respond in a positive way and sell out those games. And so then you have, you have kind of scheduling, uh, you have scheduling issues, you have availability issues of stadiums. Um, so, you know, being able to go to Twickenham a couple of times and, I think the NFL were there for the first time last year and always they have learnings as they go through. They'll improve everything about that day out to the fans and the fan experience. Um, they'll, yeah, they, they, everything they try and do is with the fan at, at heart and in mind. And I think, I think they'll, they'll really try and lay on a show at Twickenham. Uh, and we know that it's always such a great canvas, the backdrop of Wembley Stadium. So, yeah, it's just about it's just about being able to bring even more because I don't think four is the limit. I think I think they're eyeing even more games in the future. Uh, now, uh, the the announcement today, we've got the teams. We know it's four games, but at the moment we're unclear on which weeks the games will be at mm-hmm. Wembley and which weeks they'll be at Twickenham, and also the much discussed kickoff times, whether or not they mm. will change to the later time to suit the American TV market more, or whether they'll stay in the earlier time. Uh, now, the bulk of tweets we've had in beyond people excited about the games has been about those kickoff times. Adam tweets are saying, with no kickoff times announced, how can I decide before tickets go on sale whether or not mm. I can take my children along? Uh, a lot of people asking when the dates are going to be finalised. So do we have any news on, on when we'll get the, the last of the information to complete the lineup. Yeah, I've just literally just spoken to Alistair Kirkwood, managing director of NFL UK, on that. I mean, the, 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 there's a there's a sort of nailing down of dates. So the the two Wembley games will be September the 24th and October the 1st, and the two Twickenham games will be October the 22nd and October the 29th. So the back to back weeks three and four and weeks seven and eight. We just don't know at this stage which games are in which slot, uh, and all important kickoff times. You're absolutely right. That's the that's the thing that a lot of fans are asking about. Um, this is a kind of, again, a reflection of once you become a more a part of that service in the mothership, I was going to kind of put it as, you know, in uh, NFL in New York and in America, uh, it's not like they're just taking one game away from America and placing it in London. So uh, everything's got to work for uh, the UK fan, of course, but also uh, it's got to fit in with everything that they do um, in the in the U, in the US, and I uh, just asked Alistair, and he was very frank. He said, "At the moment, we don't have the timeline for that. You know, we don't, we can't, I can't give you that because um, it, it's going to be based on scheduling that's operated out of the US." Uh, and I know that everyone uh, has talked about uh, the games moving back to sort of six o'clock kickoffs. I think um, I don't think that's a given. That's my, what what my kind of sources are telling me. I think. Um, I think we will still have some lunchtime games, but unfortunately for now, 
there is going to be that ambiguity with it because we just don't know whether their lunchtime or evening or which one is. Indeed. Well, I, I think that's going to be fascinating to see. And as uh, I think it's season tickets are released this week or renewals are released this week. Renewals, so. yeah. Renewals, renewals at 10 o'clock on Thursday. Um, and they, what the NFL have done, they kept all of their pricing, whether it's season tickets, single tickets, everything's flat from the previous year. So there's no price increase, which is great for fans. And also, one of the big things I get, Will, at this time of year is um, a lot of tweets saying, uh, how can I renew my season ticket right on top of Christmas? Because obviously this announcement comes uh, right on top of Christmas. Well, the NFL, um, they have a plan where you can pay those season ticket. You can pay over five months. So um, you know, I think they are trying to listen to the fans. They do understand the frustration of the kickoff times and not nailing it all down. And if they, if they were in an ideal world, they'd, they'd have all of that lined up. But um, obviously they're just working within certain constraints. Um, but they have listened to the fans on the season ticket stuff and you can pay for your tickets over five months and that starts from Thursday. Uh, my chat with Neil Reynolds. So, uh, Ollie, I turn it to you. Initial thoughts. Initial thoughts are I'm not that pleased with some of the teams. I, However, I, I actually love every team coming and really like the games. <laughs> However, that was my initial thoughts. Thinking about it... I'm loving the fact that the Cardinals with David Johnson, Larry Fitzgerald, the the receiver with the third most receptions of all time. Larry Fitzgerald would be my ultimate NFL interview. If we could sit down with him for 10 minutes for the NFL show on TalkSport 2 or for our show or for anything else, that would be my number one NFL interview of a current player. Then you've got the Honey Badger, you've got Patrick Peterson. I love that defence. You've got Calais Campbell. Okay, he's not... He's one of the greatest interviews in the NFL as well. He's a really funny bloke. So... I'm 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 liking that. We've of course got London Bourne's JGI coming over with the Miami Dolphins. They've got their defense that front. <laughs> I liked how Neil managed to get the London Bourne JGI <laughs> thing into our interview. Of course, I he think did. we have to do it any time that he's mentioned. <laughs> Drew Brees, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Yeah, is did, coming back. I did a piece for Tuesday Morning Touchdown recently on the website saying that I think his name should be discussed when we talk about Manning, Brady, the best quarterbacks of this era. And sometimes he doesn't get that love. But second chance to see him at Wembley. And for particularly those people who weren't there in 2008 newer fans since then one of the best ever games we had at Wembley Saints Chargers huge shootout another chance to see Drew Brees before he retires that's massive that's massive we've got the Ravens I mean two time Super Bowl champion two time Super Bowl champion we've got one of the best coaches ever to have uh, coached in the NFL um and Flacco, no matter what you say about him, he's got a great arm, so I'm looking forward to seeing that in training. Um, Jags are Jags. The Rams, they don't have Jeff Fisher anymore, which is excellent news, so that will be worth watching for any case. Um, and then you've got the Browns with Terrell Pryor, who's their best player, one of their best players. So. <laughs> the, the, the Browns, I love Hugh Jackson. I think he's a great yeah. coach, and I think they're a team on the up. They've got a lot of draft picks this year. Yes, they're not necessarily going to be competitive for another couple of years, but they're going to be a much better team than they were this season by the time they come here. And you look back on games in the past, like Jags-Bills, where people were really down on it when it was first announced, and it ended up being an absolute yeah. barnstormer. The, I, I don't mind people saying, I'm not enamoured with those games, I'm not going to go to that one, I'm not going to go to that one, I'll pick and choose. But I do hate these people who just come on Twitter and go, ah, what are they doing sending us this crap? The NFL don't respect us. I just think 10 years ago, we didn't have a single game. Let's get excited about the fact that in 2017 the 10th anniversary of the games we've got four of them and one of them's a divisional game as well which has gone under the radar too I I love that we've got a divisional game the Rams always play hard in in a divisional game and that defence 
is it, only going to get better. The NFC West divisional games are some of the best in football. Yeah. Like, yeah. even I mean, even the 49ers, when they're crap, still play other NFC West teams other than the Seahawks quite tough. Like, they've the games with the Rams and the Cards the last two seasons, even when we've been bad, have been one-score type games till late in the game. Uh, and that is a, it's a great, tough division to enjoy to watch live. Look, I understand people's frustrations with the dates and times. That would be my first thing I'd say. I understand why people are annoyed about that. Um, the interesting things from the interview with Neil, first of all, there isn't a timetable on that at the moment. I think if they waited until they could tell you the exact dates and times as well, we wouldn't have an announcement until January, February. Imagine how angry fans would be at that point that nothing had been announced. So at least this point, you know, the, the weeks uh, for people asking like Adam did about his kids. Uh, I, I think Neil's right. There will be a mix of lunchtime and evening, but we can't confirm that at the moment. There is one game at Twickenham, which will fall into the week where the time zone changes changes different so that will be a 5 p.m kickoff even if it's an evening kickoff and it's the start of half term week so if nothing else you could take your, your lad along to that game your, your kids along to that game uh, i i the fact is is that this announcement is to make sure that those people who want to renew their season tickets those forty thousand odd people as many of them who do renew it that they can renew their season tickets as neil announced on uh, my show on Talksport 2 and, and here on the show here they are introducing a new deposit system for that as well. So the fact that it's just before Christmas, you don't have to pay for your season ticket in full up front. You pay a deposit and then you have five months in which to pay off the remainder of the cost of your season ticket. I think these are all good initiatives from the NFL. Um, I, I, what I'm saying is I can understand the frustration, but I just think I kind of feel like with four games, they're doing the best they can right now. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to sound too much like a corporate shill. I, it's funny because I sat down with... So we, our next edition of the magazine in the beginning of January uh, for Gridiron Magazine, go to gridiron-magazine.com to subscribe, mm. is a history of NFL in the UK. Oh, that sounds great. And and it's 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 not just a corporate shill. It's kind of a no-holds-barred look at it. We will look at the positives, the negatives, what they're doing right, what they're doing wrong. When are we, uh, when are we sitting down for that, <laughs> recording that? Uh, well, we can sit down and record plenty of stuff for it. But yesterday, <laughs> as you might have seen on Twitter, what? Uh, me and Liam Blackburn from Gridiron and Neil and Jeff Reinbold sat down for nearly two hours huh? and discussed... What? You know about this. Stop what? playing the fool. Uh, <laughs> look, Ollie, you were in a Facebook conversation where this was first raised about a month and a half ago and you didn't respond. I disagree. Uh, <laughs> and uh, it, these things happen. You were working at the time. There was no other time they could do it. Uh, we're going to have Alistair Kirkwood on... you out of order. We're going to have Alistair Kirkwood on our show later this week as well, the Managing Director of NFL UK, uh, as, as an extra little wrinkle on top of everything else for you to enjoy. But we sat down with them and we really went through the nuts and bolts of it and we're going to bring you some of that interview over the next couple of weeks because it was, like I say, nearly two hours. But I think we're really release it as a whole pod in the off season and a lot of it is about nfl europe the early games some great stories from jeff about his time working out here why he's so passionate about it and there are some fantastic stories in there but i think it really gave me a sense of perspective of where we are that if the games all sell out this year you know we've gone from a time where you couldn't get 1500 fans into selhurst park for for a, a brit bowl game up to the point where we're getting four competitive games here in the uk you know that is exciting for that for an nfl europe game that is an exciting 15 years that we've had can i ask you something and i think it's only going to go further and, and the one thing i want to say and i'll see if i if i can find the audio clip of him saying mm. this i'll insert it into the podcast here if i can't sorry when I, we knew the browns were coming because the browns website had pretty much denounced it i asked neil 
do if we sold out the Browns game in the same way we've sold out the other games, what does that mean for NFL UK? Feel free to talk to us in ifs and buts here, Neil, but mm. this isn't going out before yeah. tomorrow. Mm. So uh, as far as we're aware, Cleveland are going to be named a team mm. that are playing here tomorrow. And um, how big is it? It's not just a fourth game, but the fourth game involves the least popular franchise in the UK for American football. Mm. If that sells out, how big is that for NFL UK? Oh, to me, that's bring us a franchise. <laughs> bring us a franchise because uh, you know I was I was looking at some of the numbers today and the, the you know the losses dating back to last season. <laughs> um, you know, trying to spin it and put a positive on on that. Um, you know, you're you are talking about a team with a great history and a great tradition, but a, a great fan about, base there. Yeah, throughout America. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I lived in Vegas, and there was a bar in Vegas that every Sunday yeah. was it turned into the Cleveland Browns. Mm. I mean, so you, it was like the dog pounding. We are talking about, a, I think, a popular team in terms of what they've been yeah. in America, but here, and again, perception, you're going to be looking at. Potentially, uh, you know, you know that's that's going to be a tough sell to say this team yeah, potentially could I, be owing. And I think you got to sell that history. You got to sell. They got to have Jim Brown here. They got to sell the, mm. the the history of mm. of the Browns. Yeah, I think it's the the balance is it's most difficult because you could cite other teams, maybe the Titans, the Texans, the kind of mm. newer franchises which aren't as immediately popular here because people don't have that connection to them. Mm. But if you're then going well, but we're bringing. Lamar Miller, DeMarco Murray, whoever these these right. teams are yeah. successful, then yeah. that's different. Mm-hmm. It's the kind of combination of a team that aren't traditionally yeah. popular here and are losing. Mm. I think that's going to be really interesting to see what the reaction is to that and if it does sell mm. as quickly. Or- yeah, yeah, well, yeah, and that's the thing. Of it's I think they chart all of the kind of pace of sales, and they yeah, Alistair Kirkwood's very big on research and mm. analytics mm. and that kind of stuff. That would be fascinating to see because I think. Again, everything they do at the moment is with a view to kind of sending a message back to the owners of the 32 teams. Well, look what you uh, look look what we dealt with, and we sold it out again, and we've we've had positive feedback. And I mean, we went is, to new this stadium. Is a, this is a huge one for Haslam. Think about it, right? They're they're saying what you say you if I can quote you six dollars six dollars for six dollars for yeah. Christmas Eve tickets yeah. six dollars for Christmas Eve tickets. If we can sell it out, think about that, what message that sends to the other owners. At, at 120 quid a club right. seat and, yeah. and yeah. 40 quid yeah. for the cheat. Yeah. You know, think it's about not- what the, what's at stake there, mm. you know, in terms of moving the thing forward yeah. again. So clearly I did manage to find it. That was uh, mine and Liam Blackburn's chat with Jeff and Neil. That is for a future uh, episode of TalkSport, of TalkSport, of Gridiron Magazine, gridiron-magazine.com. Uh, a big round table we did for that. It was over an hour and a half long. And what we will do, we'll have a bit more audio from it in the next show, I think. And we'll, um, and we'll release the full hour and a half as a podcast at some point. It's one for NFL UK nerds. We go back, we talk NFL Europe, we talk uh, World Bowls, we talk everything and, and the kind of development of the game and, and Alistair and, and everything but uh, yeah that was just a little snippet of that and I thought that was interesting the stuff on the Browns can I ask you something yes yeah, sorry I've been rambling how That's, many was... uh, regular season games do they have in Canada uh, zero now it was one briefly again another thing we discussed exactly. with Jeff how many regular season games do they have in oh let me think Germany 
Uh, zero. How but, many do they have in Ireland? Zero. To how many, well, Gavin, how many do they have in France and Spain uh, and Italy and anywhere else that's not the United States? Zero. I- ESP- we are so lucky. So people that don't like it, just get out of it. <laughs> Bang out of order. We're so lucky to have these games. And I love that we have these games. And these, the, the two back-to-back ones... That's the clearest signal so far from the NFL that they're testing the waters of how a franchise, how a team based over here could actually work. There's there's going to be an interesting development over the next couple of weeks if ESPN are right. If the Raiders are playing a game in Mexico next year and it is the Patriots at the Raiders in Mexico, which was reported first thing this morning by ESPN... I think UK fans will be frustrated that we've been sent the Browns and they get Raiders, etc., etc. I think we never would have got Raiders Patriots because Raiders, the whole thing for them is that by going to Mexico, they grow a near domestic fan base because there's such a big Hispanic fan, fan base available to them in Southern California. I think it's an entirely different thing. I don't think that game would have been played out here if they'd been given the option to play it out here. Um, and and th- primetime wise, it works that side of the world it's only one hour difference between or two hours difference between mexico and the west coast yeah it will still so get to works. be on nbc or cbs yeah. and the late game or, or whatever and interesting discussing like i think people will have heard neil there and i think he was very honest with us about the tickets and, and was very forthright about it and i think he was again when we spoke to him yesterday and when we asked him about the mexico games would it have an effect i genuinely do believe that the nfl consider what's happening in london and these other projects china mexico canada whatever else they're doing as totally separate entities and i believe that at this point because i think they are pushing harder and harder to have a franchise out here the cba makes a big big difference that's going that's back up in 2022 and i think that they will need to find a way to agree with nfl players exactly how the collective bargaining agreement will work for having a team out here and if they can get that agreement in place then i think a team will be here by 2022 I've um, I've got an idea for another way that you can make the international series games more relevant, more prime time, more. Uh, I've got I've got a way of doing it. But so, college football pretty much finished about two weeks ago, two or three weeks ago. It did. It's restarting the proper big bowl games. Are restarting. It's New Year's this time. It's normally. restarting this weekend going all the way through to middle january yeah the big the big games happen uh end of christmas january. week and and yeah. uh, and, ja- and new year's time and of course it's saturday and so it's, it's that's a thing why not in that two-week hiatus have a saturday night football game where the the tube runs 24 hours not night night say it starts at nine o'clock so that's a that's a so five finishes about half 12 1 a.m yeah that's a five o'clock game in a six p.m. game on, on the west coast, or yeah, yeah, four p.m. Yeah, four five o'clock. <laughs> yeah, four 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 p.m. game on the west. Coast. Yeah, sorry, I went one forward instead of one back because yeah, it's yeah. four p.m. west coast. Yeah. yeah, sorry, east coast. But but <laughs> you know why don't they do it that way? So fill the gap there and have an international week on a Saturday I'd bring councils a massive issue to that well yeah and, they and don't like anything finishing after 11 we, we and we've had this conversation on the last pod if you did listen to it and we talked Twickenham and we talked uh, and, we, and we talked about the fact that I did expect it to be two games and two games and it has proven to be so let's get some reaction for people from uh, Twitter um, Tom gets in touch saying for feedback purposes don't care about the teams it's live football tailgating booze and ball and then flames and footballs um 
Adam says, I don't understand not offering firm dates in kickoff time. As a Ravens fan, I'll be at that game and will probably choose one of the other three. But after rumours of a big game again, NFL have shot themselves in the foot with four good teams versus four average slash bad teams. They need to manage expectations. The, the point is is that the home teams at the moment are generally not going to be great teams. They tend to be the more transient teams. The Chargers are a team we might get as a home team in the next couple of years if they move out of San Diego, and we might get regularly. That's a decent team, but it's very rare that those teams actually exist. Saints-Dolphin is, is the one for me, says John. I think a lot of people are feeling that with the way the Dolphins are playing at the moment. Uh, Owen gets in touch, say great matchups, uh, also a great day at Twickenham with the Vikings, hopefully get me tickets sorted and make a weekend of it. Well, I mean, you've got every opportunity to. A lot of people loving that Arizona are coming over. I, the, the thing is for me, there are two great games in there. I think Saints at Dolphins has the potential to be a great balanced game of football, and I think that Cards, Rams we've already said it NFC West very balanced games very tough games I think that has a chance to be a great game of football so does the Ravens-Jags Ravens-Jags could, could be okay next year now Ravens-Jags and apologies for repeating what Neil said but Neil pointed out that's been played the last three regular seasons for various reasons whether they're playing the divisions or whether they've finished the same place and every game has finished within a score wasn't it They've the been one very where very tight games? Uh, there was a, a foul on the last play. The defensive, face mask. the defensive face mask on the last play, which allowed uh, Jaguars to get the extra fifteen yards yeah. and win the game late on. Yeah. These are teams that have played each other very tough and very tight in recent years. And the Jags are going to have a new coach. They've got all that talent. You know, I know that we thought that the Jags were going to be. I never said a, a playoff team, uh, except in our preseason prediction show, because I admitted then I was saying it as a homer, as it were, of the Jags. I always thought they. Could could be around eight and eight this year that was for me their aim uh they're not going to be anywhere near that obviously right now although they've actually got three really winnable games to finish the season bizarrely but um i I think that with the right coach coming in in jacksonville they could be a really good team next year he's not jeff fisher the rams well yeah exactly (laughs) the rams we haven't talked about this yet no jeff fisher anymore so the rams are going to have a new head coach and i think i believe that the city of la with this 12 billion dollar rich owner this brand new stadium being built trying to get into a new market are you telling me they're not going to go out and get the very best biggest money guy they can get if it's not uh, Jim Harbour, Nick Saban, Tom Coughlin, I've heard mentioned a few places. You know, if it's not a, a Super Bowl winning, national championship winning, consistently great head coach who comes in there, I'd be stunned. Mm. The Rams are not the sort of team who are going to employ a coordinator who has had a bit of history. They're going to go out and find the best available guy who's had got a winning record and done it because they have to improve in LA and very no, quickly. There's no cap on coach salaries. Uh, there's no cap on coach salaries, and they've got the they, they've they've got. A great defensive line. The linebackers were good at the start of this year. They've got Todd Gurley. If they can improve the line, right? I might be uh, in agreement with who was the legendary quarterback who tweeted Fran Tarkenton mm. tweeting about uh, uh, tweeting about Jared Goff this week. I'm, you're right. I don't think he looks like a first round pick, but they look like they could be a good side next year. There's the only one that's of concern for me is Vikings at Rams because I think the Browns. Vikings Vikings at Browns sorry just because I think the Vikings will get those offensive line pieces back next year they'll get either they'll have a P back or they'll know that he's retiring so they'll go out and try and spend big in the draft on a big running back and there are four or five really good running backs yeah. in this draft 
so actually the only reason that's concerned to me is I think the Vikings could be a Super Bowl team next year whichever quarterback is under centre uh, so uh, we might be seeing a, a great team that's fine even if we see a great team come and beat a bad team sometimes in the past that's been enjoyable sorry I'm done I think I'm done Ollie I think I'm done uh, we'll get to you tomorrow with a show looking back on the weekend's games and all the shocks and upsets and the Cowboys losing their first game and uh, you know the 49ers Jets putting on one of the worst games you've ever seen in your life Green Bay blowing out the Seattle Seahawks in the snow 38 to 10 we'll talk about all of those and much more besides but this is just our little reaction show we'd love to hear what you think tweet us at Gridiron on Twitter, me at Will Gav, him at Ollie Hunter. Ollie, any final little NFL announcement thoughts? No, 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 none. No worries, in which case, enjoy. Thank you very much for listening. This has been The Gridiron Show. <laughs>